Gentlemen, welcome to No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo. He's a bad film hating while I skating all the while masturbating. And that's Mo Pawn, yeah. yeah. And with me, as always, is the one and only Doug Tilly. He's bow, Doug bow, Tilly, bow, bow, number bow, one super bow, guy. Bow, bow. C. Miyama S. Doug Tilly. You know, I love the fact that I keep saying you're the one and only Doug Tilly, but we know for a fact that there's another Doug Tilly out there. Okay. Didn't we do something one time where we figured out that there's like a dentist or something like that named Doug Tilly somewhere? Donde esta Doug Tilly? Oh God! <laughs> are we are we doing this today? See. Yes, mucho gusto. There is a uh, a few other Doug Tillys out there. In fact, uh, some people might wonder why on. Twitter, I am at Doug underscore Tilly, T-I-L-L-E-Y, as opposed to <laughs> at Doug Tilly, all one word. And the reason is some fucking prick stole Doug Tilly from under my nose. And when I <laughs> maybe maybe when I I complained about it in maybe a really intense way on Twitter, uh-huh. then the person blocked me. <laughs> so now I'm blocked. And that person has never like has never tweeted ever. And in fact, you just heard me knocking into my microphone because I was so Intensely excited <laughs> about the ability to talk about this, but at Doug Tilly, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. Mo, you sound a little, a little um, sick oh. on this episode of No Budget Nightmares. Who me? No, I'm uh-huh. the I'm the picture of perfect health here. <laughs> Stupid Pokemon get me sick. Mo has been out and around searching for Pokemon, I and have. unfortunately, he. I, I look. I only got like. The, the the general gist of what happened, but my understanding is that you caught some sort of STD from Jigglypuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught the uh, I caught the uh, the Jiggly AIDS. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that it's an STP, oh, right? Um, right. Sure. Stone Temple Pilots, but also sexually transmitted Pokemon. Nice. Well, mm, well, that's pretty good. Well done, well good. done, sir. We'll I'll, put that on our best of hundred episodes. I'll, I'll, ex- I'll accept that. <laughs> but Mo, you are not feeling that great. So as uh, you I'm getting, me, I'm getting over it. I'm, I'm at the tail end, but I still have shit in my lungs and my throat's still killing me. You know, but yeah. I, I am towards the tail end. It's been, you know, it's, it is now Saturday. I've had this since Tuesday, and so holy shit. Yeah, it's, people get better quicker than that usually. Yeah, well, people who aren't me and who have like things like money to buy medication and mm. like don't have a job that requires them to be around really disgusting shit all the time. I know? thought that you guys in the United States because of that Obama guy, you now can get your health care for free. Yeah, no. Why is that then? Uh, I don't want to get into a political discussion. <laughs> 
Uh, Mo was feeling the burn in his lungs yeah. uh, on this episode of No Budget Nightmares. Mo, and what we, movie are we going to talk about oh, we are on talk, this episode? We are talking about the 1997, I believe it's Argentinian? I think so. Yeah, uh, Plaga Zombie. Plaga Zombie, and that is the pronunciation we're going to go with. Plaga Zombie. It's from- not the pronunciation we're going with, that's the pronunciation. <laughs> It's probably Plaga Zombie, like Plaga Zombie. Uh, yeah, well, no, but Plaga's the word. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. I don't know. Like, in Spanish, it means, it, I mean, that's exactly what it means. It means, like, zombie plague, you know, but it's, that Plaga's the word. Who directed I, this movie, Mo? I, I don't know. I didn't write that down. Well, you can, you should have the IMDb page up in front of you, why, as I do. Why would I do that? You're the one, so I, you're so the one you who does tell. all, no, you're the one who does that stuff. I'm the one who yawns and says, yup. Yeah, you could then tell the listener that it's directed by Pablo Perez and Hernan Saez. Oh, I remember. That's that's why you wanted me to to, to, to say that. Because, because you, my pronunciation of it would be, be very bad. Because you weren't certain on the pronunciation. I took Spanish I in university. I'm 70% sure that I got that right. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I mean, Pretty- I, yeah, I was going to say, I took like six years of Spanish. And I can't say a fucking word. Now, Plaga Zombie is part of a trilogy. This is the first one from 1997. We did mention this in the most recent episode. Mm-hmm. And then it's followed by, uh, in 2001, Plaga Zombie, Zona Mutante. And uh, I guess uh, in 2011, Plaga Zombie, Zona Mutante, Revolution Toxica. And this version of Plaga Zombie, uh, which is actually freely available on YouTube for everyone to watch, yeah. and legally, I should also mention, uh, it has been slightly remastered from the original version. I don't really know... What the changes are, uh, I think the soundtrack uh, has been improved slightly, uh, and uh, maybe the editing has been tightened up a bit. Mm. But uh, but my understanding from people who have seen both versions is the version we watched is the one to watch. Well, I mean, I would, I, I mean, I haven't seen the the other cut, so I don't know, but I certainly enjoyed the version we watched. I heard that the first cut is the deepest. Oh, Jesus. Christ. Do you know who told me that? Um. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Show Crow? Oh, is that yeah, right. It's just a cover though, right? I dude, I don't know. You're you're talking <laughs> like you're talking nineties stuff. I never nineties stuff. Oh, I didn't realize. I guess that's a little old school for you. No, it's not even that. It's just, <laughs> Millennials. I, I'm just really not a fan of the nineties. Well, I love the nineties. God man, you are just like one after another tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Plaga Zombie from 1997. Mo, what did you think of this movie? I loved it. I thought it was super, yeah. super fun. It's, uh, let me read the tagline. La Venjanza Alienigena Hakomenzado. Wow. Also, the reason I'm, uh, I feel like um, I'm particularly wacky on this episode of No Budget Nightmares is because we don't have a lot of sound clips to rely on There's on this show. really not. I think, what do we have, like four? I mean, we could put more in there, but it would just be people speaking Spanish. And for our Spanish contingent of No Budget Nightmares fans, they would love that. I know they would, but I feel like that they are still a minority. And my feeling is, at least within the next six months, there'll be probably be a wall between your country and theirs anyway. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right? And I mean, they'll probably still have the internet, but I just feel like they might start listening to Hispanic podcasts at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a sad thing that's going on in your country, Mo. Oh, again, politics. Jesus (laughs) Christ. No, no, I don't mean politics. I just mean generally. No, no, you're also (laughs) right in that regards, too. Jesus, man, it's, it's a bad time to be an American. It really is. 
Well, I think that a change is going to come. Well, that was what was supposed to be happening for the last eight years, you know? This didn't happen. WikiLeaks. Yeah, Wiki, WikiLeaks. <laughs> Flag of Zombie from 1997 from Farsa Producciones. It begins with a character walking through an alleyway. Yup. Yeah. Yeah, it does. There's some sirens in the background. I didn't realize yeah. I didn't realize you were going to jump in for my opinion on the first moment of the first scene of the film. So I was looking for agreement. That's all. And also, oh. it's confirmation that then we watched the same version of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's reading a magazine. It looks to be some sort of genre movie magazine because, right. you know, this is a low-budget movie. Uh, he sees something and he drops the magazine. And what he sees is some street toughs. You know, it's so funny you would use the term street toughs. Because in my notes, I literally say he's harassed by some street toughs. Well, that is what they are. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, it's not a phrase you hear very regularly. But I guess we just have that sort of weird mentality. But uh, man, oh man, did these guys have some goddamn ridiculous face paint on. Yeah, they're wearing face paint. They look really ridiculous. And they start laughing maniacally. Yeah. And then something grabs them. We don't know what grabs them at first. We think maybe it's some sort of um, helpful protector, right? Of this young and, man. and even the guy thinks that too because he's like, "That oh, thanks, guys." And yeah, then, thanks, dude. And there's actually a really cool moment too, where like one of the guys who is drinking like straight out of a bottle of wine, like mm-hmm. like throws the bottle up as he gets pulled away, and the fucking and the guy who pulled him away catches it like midair. It's pretty cool. Now, who is this guy who catches it? Oh, they're fucking zombies! It's a zombie. In like sort of like a hazmat suit with big white contacts in. And when the guy sees it's a zombie, he gets very frightened. And then the zombie runs at the camera, which leads right into the title, Plaga Zombie. Yeah. I like the, uh, I, I really liked the uh, graphic that they use, that they use for, for the Plaga Zombie. It's pretty cool looking. That's probably a new addition. It, prob- to it probably version. is, but it's still pretty cool looking. Now, describe the zombies in Plaga Zombie to our listeners, Mo. Uh... Th- <laughs> I I will give this movie a lot of credit for being very original with the uh, with the zombie designs. I mean, a lot a lot of it's I mean, you know, that typical low budget look like they're smeared with oatmeal and paint sort of thing. Uh But uh, like, I love the fact that like that a lot of them are like multicolored and different hues and like some of them are like weird neon colors and stuff. It's 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 interesting because this is actually a fairly. I mean, I don't know how unique it is as such, but it's it's an interesting interpretation, especially for 97 when it came out, you know, of like how the zombies get here and like how it how that whole thing works, you know? There is a lot of zombies in this movie. A lot it, of zombies, yeah. Yeah, and the number grows as we as we move along. And if you have to make up a lot of zombies, then you have to do it fairly simply. And they do do it in a very simplistic manner. But like you said, Mo, they really kind of kick it up a notch by doing that multicolored. Yeah. You know, it, it becomes... Uh, cartoonish in in the best sense of that word. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Because especially because when you see a lot of these guys, they are these zombies. They're they're accompanied by some sort of gag, right? And then there's a lot of violence based gags. And here's the thing: if you're a listener of this show, and if you're Mo, and if you're Doug, that's me. Uh, you've seen probably a ton of comedy horror movies which have done a lot of gags based on like decapitations and you know uh, and mutilation and all that sort of thing and it's hard to come up with unique concepts but this movie it really you know they basically throw everything at the wall not all of it works but I'll tell you there's a lot of inventiveness in how this movie comes together well let's yeah let's just say this this reminded me a lot of like um 
like like seemed like it was very heavily inspired by like Sam Raimi uh, and like early, yeah, early Peter Jackson. You know, bad taste in particular. Yeah, yeah, seems very, like a really big inspiration. Yeah, and that's that's a good thing, you know, because these guys took it and they did it right. You know, I, they did. It looked like they had a, just a ton of fun. You know, there's some there's a couple of stomach churning scenes you know but uh but i i don't know i i really i had a fucking blast I, it's just it just it was just just such a fun time and which is such a breath of fresh air sometimes when we're doing the show because we tend to do a lot of really just painful to watch movies and this one i just had i had such a good time with it Painful and belabored. Just, just yeah, like yeah, extended. yeah. This one is a very tight. It's just, uh, I think it's seventy minutes long. Yeah, it's it, it's just a really easy watch. And uh, as we watch this opening theme, uh, sorry, this opening title, we we get it accompanied by an opening theme song. Yes. Uh, and the theme music, it it actually kind of sounds like the music from Bad Taste. Let's have a little listen. Mm. We're all just sitting listening to music. That's fun. <laughs> well, that's enough of that. But uh, but you do get a sense of the kind of music that's going to be scoring this movie, and it's perfectly reasonable. In fact, yeah. again, it's it's not just the normal public domain shit that we see in a lot of the movies that we watch. Yeah, it's not just like a, a ton of like public domain classical music. You know what it kind of reminded me of? What? Terror tunes. <laughs> I hate to say it, yeah. yeah it it kind of does. Well, after the opening credits, we get a starlit sky. But then the camera pulls back to show that the sky is actually in a monster magazine that has Darth Vader on the back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot easier than shooting a real uh, starlit sky, probably. Do you know what you know what this movie does a lot better than a lot of the movies we watch do? They introduce the characters... And then reiterate those characters' names a lot. Because, because within minutes of meeting these two characters, we know that they are Bill and Mike. I want potential filmmakers who are listening to this episode of No Budget Nightmares that when they make their next film, have a scene where two characters introduce each other by name. Yeah. And, and then turn to the camera and wink. And that's a little marker for Mo and I to write down those <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because who are these characters that we're first introduced to? Well, I just said it. It's Bill and Mike. Bill and Mike's excellent adventure. Right. And, and, and Mike is is not so important. Um, no. You know, I mean, he's still, you know, in the film as such, but, you know, not in a very talkative way. Um, but Bill is, 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 is essentially our main character. And he is a, uh, a doctor. Or he's been, he was in medical school and dropped out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess there So was. he knows about medicine, but he's not quite a doctor. Right. But remember, Bill is important. He knows medicine stuff. Yeah. Mike, even though he's the first character we see, not as important. Yeah. He knows <laughs> alien abductions. He knows about alien abductions, which I don't know will be like in any way relevant to what we're going to talk about, but it could be. So Mike returns uh, – well, they have a conversation, and uh, I guess Mike says something about a barbecue that they are not going to go – who gives a shit? That yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of like the incidental dialogue in this movie make – it doesn't fucking matter at all, which is fine because it's just – it like, you know, they set up a situation, they figure out what they need to do in that situation, and then they go and 
fight a bunch of zombies. It's better than them going like, hey, have you seen the new Lucio Fulci movie? Right. And the other guy going, oh, I'm not a big fan. I'd rather watch Bruno Mattai. You know, the yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. nerdy shit that no one would really enjoy. Right. Uh, so then Mike returns to reading his magazine and he starts to fall asleep. But then he hears a strange buzzing alarm sound. But um, Bill doesn't seem to notice. But it actually seems to cause Mike some discomfort. Then he starts sitting up, almost like a zombie, and he starts to walk across the room. Yeah, like it's as if he's hypnotized or as if, something. I feel strangely hypnotized. And then he goes <laughs> outside and up, up some set of stairs and up to a rooftop where he seems to suddenly regain his senses. But then a bright light shines on him and that's it. You what know, could it be? You know, it's funny you talk with like, I, I don't know if we were like if we had started the show or not when we were talking about like that sense of you know, like anticipating dread or whatever in the first like right. 20 minutes or so when we're watching these movies. Um, and, and like when this scene happens, when Mike heads outside and it's so insanely dark, yes. I, I, I was sitting there thinking to myself like, oh fuck, is it going to be another one of these? Like where like we can't fucking see, like where it's another skunk ape situation where we can't see a goddamn fucking thing. Sorry, Mo, did you say skunk ape? <laughs> But yes, I, I did say skunky. Um, <laughs> I can't I can't tell you, Mo, how many times in the movies that we watch here, which are just like ridiculously dark and you can't tell what's going on. Yeah. There'll be a scene where like a character goes to sleep or you'll see the sunrise and I'm just I have a sense of relief and to be like, Oh, thank God I'll know what the hell is going on. Right, now. exactly, exactly. And this one, thankfully, these the you know, this insanely dark moment doesn't last that long because he gets up on top of the roof and then somebody and uh something shines a, a bright light on him and it kinda lights up the scene. Um you know, for the moment that it happens. For the moment. Yeah. And then Mike wakes up. Right. And he's on his back and he's has an alien in front of him. I like how there's actually no question about why the zombies are. Uh, I mean, there's a question of why the zombies are like they are uh, right. until the end. But the we know aliens are the cause of this whole problem. Yeah, which is cool. You know, like I like the fact that it's like an alien infestation zombie thing. It's cool. I like so, it. So Mike is laying there. The alien that's that's on like above him starts cutting into his stomach and like peeling back the skin. And in what must be one of the the most um, <laughs> nonsensical examinations by an alien ever, he just starts taking like this tool and just jamming it inside of him for no reason. Yeah. And then starts to saw a bit, and blood starts squirting over Mike's face because that's what happens when you start digging into your own stomach. I mean, it's what happened to me when I did. Dug into, you know, a little, you know, self-surgery. I'm Doug. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of uh, people like, uh, what's it called? It's like hacking, uh, like like you would hack a computer, but people are hacking their own bodies. I think they call it like biohacking. Biohacking. Have you heard about that? I guess so, since you just corrected me on the yeah, fucking name of it. Yeah, And I guess you can put like a USB port in your ass. Sounds like the sort of thing I would need. If you could take the electricity in your body... Let me download and, this fart. ...and use it to power a USB port in your body, I would get that installed tomorrow. I don't know if I would. Really? You would never have to charge your phone when you're Pokemoning again. Uh, but, uh, I guess. Uh, I convinced you pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 was pretty, that was pretty quick. 
Because I, I wasn't thinking, I was just thinking like you'd have like this USB flash drive sticking out of you for some fucking reason. No, it's just a port, man. Yeah. A Natalie port, man. Mm, that's good. <laughs> Nailed it. Manic pixie dream girl. Anyway, <laughs> we're introduced to Willie. 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 <laughs> Willie is in bed, laying in bed, and is visited by a character named John. Who is and- easily my favorite character in the entire fucking movie. And that's because John is an ex-professional wrestler. John is ridiculous. Yes, he is ridiculous. He also is strong, I guess. He doesn't look particularly strong, but in the context of this movie, he is the strong guy. He has that classic, you know, what they call a smooth muscle uh, sort of build to him. Which basically we- which basically just means he looks like a strong fat guy. Yeah, strong fat man. Yeah. And so Willie uh, is actually John's old manager when he was a wrestler. And Willie has visited because I guess Willie's low on money and he's suggesting that they get back together as a team with uh, Willie as his manager, John as the wrestler, and, uh, and, and you know, start wrestling again. Willie! And, it, and the suggestion is that they, they wrestled in using some sort of cowboy gimmick. Yeah. I think it's even said intergalactic warriors are in style today, not cowboys. Right. And, and John is a little annoyed at this because he says the cowboys never go out of style. They never go out of style. I mean, maybe in Argentina, I don't know. But well, uh, I mean, they've got the the gauchos down there, right? That's right. Yeah. They do have the gauchos. See, hey, if it's pro wrestling, you know how uh, people who uh, are fans <laughs> of pro wrestling are called marks. Yeah. So it could be like a gaucho marks. Oh Jesus! Right, gaucho. <laughs> I think you've I, killed me. <laughs> oh, that was the plan. Welcome that, to the new no budget nightmares. That was uh, <laughs> that was really good. So uh, Willie is not interested, uh, <laughs> and I guess Willie is sick or something because he's in bed. Um, yeah, he's in bed and he has like a, a, a he has like a washcloth over his forehead, yeah. you know, and and like it's uh, just this great scene, you know, them going back and forth about like trying to get the the team back together, so to speak. Mm. Oh my God! It's but John said uh, Willie says to John to tell him to get a job, and he says the only he's only good when he's wrestling. But Willie, despite the fact that he's a little pissed at John for not wanting to get the team back together, he says that he has a friend who's a doctor, and he's going to call him to help Willie. Yeah, he's going to switch 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 that. Oh, yeah, uh, John. you know, that's right. John has the friend who's a doctor, and he's going to help Willie. Willie's the guy who's sick. Yeah, yeah, but you you said it the other way around. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You know right. what? Yeah. I'm not going to question you again, Mo. I did it before. <laughs> I got in some big fucking trouble about it. <laughs> People were mocking me for weeks. <laughs> so, um, John calls uh, Bill on the telephone, and as he's on the phone, Mike comes in to the room, and he's acting a little weird, and then collapses yes then we're introduced to our other major character of the movie who is some nerd according to my notes <laughs> some nerd yeah i said we cut to a nerd watching star trek or something yeah it's star yeah. trek his name is max 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 the nerd and he's iming on you know the newfangled internets it's uh, a weird looking like version of I don't know if it, if it's actually a program that he's using or if they created something to go on the screen for this, but it's kind of like a, a primitive emailish program, right? Like, exactly, like AIM. Yeah, and he's talking to somebody named Kirk. Kirk. 
like Captain Kirk. Yup. Um, so yeah, this, this is a really weird scene. I don't really know how. It, I guess it's just supposed to show that it's it, the the issue that's happening is sort of um, larger than just what we're viewing here. Because right. the email says that some from Kirk says that something is strange is happening to his mother, and he's asking Max for a list of drugstores. Um, and uh, Max looks up some drugstores for the guy. Yeah. But it's really just to introduce Max as a character who will become important a little later. Max is a lot of fun, too. Max is really good. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's funny because our three main characters, and this is just, I'm just going to let everybody know now, are John the wrestler, of course, Max the nerd, and Bill the doctor. And Bill, even though he's the lead guy, he's really the least interesting of those three. Yeah, he's just sort of there. A doctor. Who gives a shit about a doctor when you got a nerd and a wrestler? Right. So Mike wakes up, and uh, he's like uh, in like a bed, and he sits up. Actually, first thing he does, he notices like bubble gum on the back of his neck. It's not bubble gum, but it looks like bubble gum. Oh yeah, it totally looks just like bubble gum. But then, for one of the, uh, the 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 effect of him getting his stomach cut open earlier was all right. But in terms of the first real icky effect of this movie, he tries to sit up, and a bunch of the skin on his back all peels off at once. Yeah, it's great, actually. Yeah. I love, again, there's a lot of inventiveness in the special effects here because they are literally working with no money. Now, we should mention here, Mo, um, this movie is shot on digital video, uh, and it doesn't look very good because we're talking about late 90s digital video. Right. Um, or high 8 or whatever. Um, but, uh, but it you know, it does the job. It's not like it's difficult to watch. No. And the sound is okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I mean they may have fixed that afterwards, but... Regardless, it's well. Know, at least the dialogue doesn't seem. I guess it's, now I'm thinking it's not like super muffled or anything like that. Yeah. Like yeah, normally you get a lot of issues with. Uh, however, they tend to do um, the the audio in these films, and and I don't know. I never I never really had much of an issue understanding what they were saying. I mean, except that it's in a different language. Yeah, the subtitles uh, helped. The, sub, the subtitles <laughs> truly truly helped in that regards. But you know. <laughs> so Mike, who's very upset about the fact that his skin is peeling off, he calls out for Bill. And Bill uh, then treats his wounds. He actually has these large, like, gaping wounds yeah, on, the, big on his back. open sores. It's pretty pretty gross. And while he's treating him, John arrives, uh, I guess, uh, to get Bill to bring him back to Willie. Um, and we see Willie for a second, and he started to spit up a bunch of white goo. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. You know, I uh, I love the fact that they that they set up this little storyline in the beginning of the movie that, <laughs> that never really plays out. I mean, it kind of does a little bit towards the end. But nothing to anything that really matters. Yep. About how uh, Mike and Willie are both sort of dating the same girl. Yeah. Uh, Nancy. And I love, and just one of my favorite little, like, throwaway gags in the entire movie is the fact that they both have the exact same picture of her. <laughs> it's it's funny because, like, all of this stuff pays off to some extent or another. Right. But it also, it also becomes completely unimportant once shit goes down. Right. Because it's like you can pay attention to it or not. You'll probably still get the same amount of enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So while uh, since Mike has gotten treated uh, and Bill has gone off to see Willie, Mike puts on a shirt and then something starts to pulse in his stomach. Yeah. And he lifts up the shirt and it's like this giant balloon tumor starts to inflate and then it bursts all over the wall. Yeah. And uh, then in a, a particularly... Impressive bit of special effects. We are seeing that he has a death becomes her like hole in his stomach. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I thought that was yeah, I it's great. It, yeah, it was pretty cool. He has a hole through himself. Yeah, I mean it's a shitty digital effect, but I mean it's cool. Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. So Bill is taking Willie's temperature, 
And uh, John is very confused about what's going on because the temperature keeps going down. And Bill recognizes that the same sort of illness that has stricken Mike is also has uh, stricken Willie. Willie! Yeah, and it's funny because we know at this point that it's aliens that have somehow caused all of this to happen. Yeah. But it would have been also funny if it was some sort of weird STD that they both got from that girl. That <laughs> Back at his place, Mike calls for Bill, but then collapses because he has a hole through himself. <laughs> it happens. Uh, so John goes off to actually tell Willie's girlfriend what's going on. But as he leaves, uh, he's immediately attacked. Like, I don't understand the vicinity of these two locations to one another. <laughs> like, Willie lives, I guess, they're are they in the same building or next door? It must be really close by. Well, I mean, I know Max lives immediately next door to them because he stops over and tells them to unplug their fridge for some reason. Yes, because uh, it's it's interrupting it, his internet signal. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's a thing in Argentina. But Whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. But yeah, uh, I, I I don't know where Willie is supposed to be, but I mean, I guess it's within walking distance because you know we never see John get uh, get into like a car or anything like that. But also, as soon as John leaves, something jumps on his shoulders, and it's revealed to be Mike. Right. Uh, and he actually locks Mike in a basement, and um, it, it's really this is actually really great. It's like a, a, a he's facing the door, and he spits up all this green stuff, and it goes through this, like, grate at the bottom of the door. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty gross, actually. It is. There's a lot of, like, really gross moments like that. In, in there's a lot scene. of, like, spit and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, really weird, unpleasant liquids going into people's mouths and vomit, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, vomit. That's an unpleasant liquid. That's there, true. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot. There's a surprising amount of vomit in this room. In this yeah, room. and blood. Yeah. You know, there's blood and vomit. The, the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so Willie ends up uh, sitting up and getting to his feet uh, because shit's going down. He's he's turning. Um, John wants to grab the police. Uh, sorry, he wants to call the police on the telephone. But Bill tells him to wait for some reason I'm still not really sure about. Well, because it doesn't help the storyline. <laughs> right. Yeah. Willie, who's already started to change, he goes to the basement, releases Mike. Uh, John and Bill, they converse about how this is all going down. Bill thinks it could be a virus or maybe something that they ate. And John worries that there might be more of them out there. And that's basically, if you considered all of this that has happened so far as preamble, which is fine, it's the first 15 minutes of the movie, yeah. him saying, I wonder if there's more of them out there, is basically the kickoff of the actual movie. Right, and there's a lot of jokes like that too, where it's sort of like, oh, I wonder if this is going to happen, and then it immediately <laughs> happens, you know. And that's because- fi- and that's totally fine, because in like, I mean, that's a groaner sort of joke a, a lot of the times, but in this, it really kind of works. It, it's... It's okay. So John says, I wonder if there's more of them. And then it cuts to a guy riding on his bicycle. Yeah. And then he's attacked by dozens of zombies. Just a huge pack of them. And then this song plays. So that's great because it's a good shit going wrong song. <laughs> I've always I've always had a weird like uh affinity for like South American punk rock. You know, ever sure. ever since I saw Rodrigo D No Future, you know, <laughs> I just like I I don't know, it's just like they they have like because it's like Hispanic, you know, 
there's there's oh there's this real like extra bit of energy to it. It's I don't know. It's just fun, and that song is great. I love that song. It's good and it's fun. And this scene has all these zombies acting like complete weirdos, right. hanging from trees, yeah. <laughs> falling all over themselves. Yeah, you know. Now these zombies, they do more than walk. They can pretty much do whatever they want, including play poker at one point. Well, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> th- there's a moment in the film, like it's coming up real soon, actually, where they think that the zombies are pretty dumb, and so like they they try to uh, outsmart them, and it just doesn't work at all. And uh, so it's great. And then we see them playing poker, which is fucking hilarious. The zombies, they're evil, they're nasty, and some of them are, I guess, good people. Yes. I was making a reference to that guy who's running for your presidency. What he said about the Mexicans. Oh, uh, okay. He said that some of them, they're rapists. And oh, they're oh, oh, okay. And yeah. some of them are probably good people. Anyway. I don't pay attention to that shit. <laughs> no, why would you? No, like, <laughs> no, it, it doesn't matter. The country is fucked no matter who gets elected, so... Yeah. That's the cynical attitude that's going to let him just waltz into your White House. Yeah, well, no, I'm going to make sure that he doesn't get in. <laughs> Not that I'm a huge fan of hers, but I don't want the, I don't want the fucking fourth right, you know. Well, there you go. That actually is a pretty good attitude. Yeah. So, John, uh, John actually compliments Bill's medical skills, though they don't seem to be working too well so far. Um, but, uh, but he also suggests that they can't handle the situation. So he's going to take Willie to the hospital. And as he opens the door... It's – this is a great kind of like almost a Shaun of the Dead-esque moment though. Yeah. This came out before Shaun of the Dead. He opens the door and there's just a shitload of zombies behind it and he just immediately closes the door. And what, what, I, what, I like, what I really like about that moment too is that he opens the door and there's all those zombies there and that song plays. Yeah. Like basically from the moment the door opens to the moment the door closes. So like it's like that's like the zombie shit-kicking song, you know? It's, I mean, that part in Shaun of the Dead where uh, he thinks he's lost all the zombies by running around the corner, and then he goes into the back of the Winchester, and he turns on the light, and you can see all the zombies outside. Yeah. Then he turns off the light and closes the curtain in front of it. The great part about that scene in Shaun of the Dead is that when he turns on the light, you can hear them going, Rrr. but as soon as he turns it off, it, all the sound stops. <laughs> anyway, then Max arrives. Max, the nerd, arrives too, as you mentioned before, Mo, to tell Bill to turn off his fridge because it's interfering with his modem. Yeah. But uh, as he comes in, he's confronted by zombies who surround him. I don't know how he makes it out of this scene. He Max gets attacked by zombies so many (laughs) times during this movie and seems to make it through it like almost every single time. It's fucking hilarious. So he gets accosted by a number of different zombies, including one that uh, comes out of a closet and starts to strangle him. Yeah. He takes out a pen because nerds have pens. And he jams it into the eyeball of the zombie. And uh, <laughs> this is a really goofy effect where the eyeballs it's hang. It's great, but it, it's really goofy. Yeah, because, like, the eyeball doesn't have, like, a three-foot-long optic nerve. <laughs> <laughs> but the zombie sort of is holding the eyeball in its own hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the zombies that he's, – he's in a kitchen at this point, And he's kind of blocked the door. And he fought that zombie off and took its eyeball out. And then the zombies knock the door down and they just start piling into this small cubby style kitchen and it just fills up with zombies and they all grab him. Yeah. We cut back to John, uh, who knows what he can see that Max is being accosted um, or knows that it's happening. And John thinks that they should help him. Bill thinks it's too dangerous. But John, you see, he's a wrestler. So he would rather die Die like a hero. I thought that was a great line. John has a lot of really great lines in this movie. 
Well, he follows this up with one of his best lines where uh, Bill suggests that if John's going to go take care of Max, that he should take a weapon. And Bill goes, uh, sorry, and John goes, Bill, my weapons are my arms and my legs. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think I think I can relate to John a lot because like when I would do these goofy movies with my friends, like I was always the John character, basically. <laughs> so like, like... It, it, it's it's really stupid fun to be like the like the really like out of shape fat guy playing the tough dude. If you're know. wondering if later on in the movie John is able to do a t- t- tombstone pile driver on a on a zombie, yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so John goes into the kitchen, which is full of zombies. Uh, country music starts to play on the soundtrack, and he puts on a cowboy hat and rips his shirt off Hulk Hogan style. Yeah, and he's wearing like this like leopard print. Like uh, uni- singlet, type sing- thing. singlet unitard thing under. Yes. Oh my god, it's fucking brilliant! I love it. And he starts punching zombies and breaking necks, <laughs> which doesn't do anything really. I mean, yeah, you know, like it'll knock him out for a second, but like he even says, he goes, "You know, my my punches have no effect on them." <laughs> well, it has enough of an effect to like Max is literally covered with zombies at the moment, yeah. but he's somehow okay outside of the fact. That he can't find his glasses, which yeah. have been knocked up. This leads into what might be my favorite gag of the entire movie, where it's a POV shot of Max crawling around, and it's all blurry because he isn't wearing his glasses. Right. And he approaches a leg, and you think as the audience, oh my god, this is a zombie leg. But as he goes up to it and the camera pans up, we see that the leg isn't attached to anything. It's just a standing leg. <laughs> and Bill is standing behind it. Bill is, who he has decided to join the fray, and he passes Max's glasses. Such a fun movie. It's a really fun It really is just a lot of fun. Why can't movie uh, movies that we watch on this show be as fun as this movie? Right? <laughs> there is, I will say that the kind of, slapdash, and I don't mean that as an insult, element of this movie where it very much is a case of, well, how do we get from this part to this part and this part to this part? It actually reminded me a lot of uh, early 90s Tachit's movies. Yeah. Yeah, because of the of the kind of energy. It's like everyone's running to the next location, and then it's just shit happening, and it doesn't really matter if it makes sense because it just has to have a lot of stuff on the screen. And that's not, real, and that's not like an insult. You know? No, it's not. It is, believe me, yeah. I wish... That more of our movies that we watch had the um, had the realization that you can't imitate a Hollywood plot structure when you have no money, right? Because your your limitations are going to be right there on the screen. We're not going to know that the acting isn't as good as a Hollywood movie. We know that the production values aren't as good. So you have to do something to keep interest high, and the way you do that is just by throwing everything on the screen. Yeah, making it keeping it goofy. You know, it's like like like. We we say this all the time. Like we can tell as viewers when the you know, especially with these with these super low budget films, like we can tell when they're having a lot of fun making these movies, you know? And like the fun that they're having, just like we live sort of vicariously through that. Um and and, and it makes it more fun for us, you know? Yeah. So these three all decide that it's time to join forces if they're ever gonna survive leaving the house. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is this is like a, a killer team right here. Max actually says it's like like he's kind of defining them by their skills. He's talking to Billy. He's like, "You're a doctor, and I'm a mathematician." But John goes, "And I'm just a wrestler." And I have to say, in a zombie apocalypse, the wrestler would probably be equally as useful to those other two. Maybe even more if useful not, than a not, mathematician. Yeah, I was gonna say, if not more, he's the one who's gonna Look, keep them alive. 
a doctor is going to be useful. I am not disputing that. No. I just don't see how math is necessarily going to help you in this situation. Especially since math doesn't really do anything for Max in the movie. Like, mm. he just ends up, like, kind of going crazy and just going shit kicker style on, uh, you know, on him, on the zombies. So, I mean... Yeah, I, I don't know. My, my my train of thought totally just derailed there. I was gonna say for our UK listeners, when Mo said math, he meant maths. Uh huh. So, uh, <laughs> so Max actually uh, suggests the theory at this point that they're being attacked by another planet, which is absolutely accurate. But Bill still thinks that it's a virus, but it doesn't really matter because there's just a lot of zombies that they gotta kill. Yeah. And Max actually has a pretty good theory, which I guess we're going to go with the idea that it's right, which is that the aliens can't eliminate the human race kind of one-on-one, so they infect a few of humans to take care of the rest. Well, I mean, when it comes to plans of global domination, it's uh, it's not a bad one. It's like sleeper agents, right? Yeah. Didn't those commies do that uh, to you guys in the United States back in the 80s? Sure. And 60s? Sure. 50s and 70s, maybe? Probably. Probably. You probably did. It's pro- fuck, it's probably happening now. Probably happening now. I want my country back. <laughs> nah, I don't. <laughs> let's, let's make America great again. So Bill, um, he uh, he agrees uh, that, that... Well, he actually doesn't agree with the aliens are taking over, but the priority is to find a way to finish off these zombies and kill them en masse. Yeah, I, uh, I, I like how they come up with the plan of, like, we're probably going to need some kind of acid. Yeah, acid is the yeah. only way. Now, as we find out later... No, that's not a good idea at all. There's lots of really good ways that don't necessarily involve John trying to punch and kick them because, as we know, that has no effect. Yeah. But they don't have the materials to make the acid, Mo. Yep. They do, though. They actually do somehow have the chemicals needed to make acid, but they're in the basement. They're always in the basement. That's where you keep all those chemicals. In my house, all the chemicals to make acid are in the basement. Next to a big tub that I can melt bodies in. Right, exactly. You need mm-hmm. the you need the big bag of lye. <laughs> you need the hydrofluoric acid. Now, if you've ever seen the second episode of The Walking Dead, have you ever watched that show, The Walking Dead? Mo? No. no. Early in the series, they posit that a good way to get past a big group of zombies is to cover yourself in guts and make yourself kind of look like a zombie. That well, happens in Shaun of the Dead, too. Well, yeah, but... I was going to say, this is way more in line with what they do in Shaun of the Dead than what they yes. do in The Walking Dead. Because for them, it's more about smell. With this one, it's... Like, in this this is where I was talking about how they they come up to the, come to the conclusion that these zombies are not very smart. Mm-hmm. You know? So they're like, well, maybe if we look like them, they won't notice as such. Which is really great because they spent a lot of time making Bill up to look like a zombie. And yeah. it's pretty awesome. You yeah, know, like and the, it's also com- almost entirely useless. Entirely useless second. because the second he walks out the fucking door, there ain't no fucking zombies there. Yeah. So they rip his clothes up and they put gum all over his face and yeah. they make him look like a zombie. Yeah. He goes downstairs and you're right. There's not a zombie anywhere. Right. But he goes down to the basement and he actually gets the chemicals that he needs. Yeah. But then he hears a weird sound. Right. And this, what happens is that he uh, then is approached by a green-faced zombie who spits a bunch of... Green goo at his face. And now, explain how this effect is done, Mo. I love this effect. Now, this right. effect is taken straight from Evil Dead 2. Right, right, exactly. So, so what they what they do is, instead of trying to project the, you know, the liquid forward in, in, in a momentum sort of way, um, instead, they just lay Bill on his back and just 
pour the liquid directly on his face. Yeah, and they turn the camera 90 degrees right. so it looks like he's still standing yeah. and they just drench the fucking guy. It's great. And it washes off all of his makeup. Yeah, that's, that's the best part. Is that <laughs> is that like, you know, is that like, you know, normally in a situation like that where you were to get sort of like this kind of zombie nastiness like into your mouth and into your orifices and whatnot, you know, that, that you would more than likely turn yourself, you know. Nope, in this particular case, no, it just washes off all of his makeup. I love so, it. So more zombies then rise into frame. I also love that the idea that you, if if we can't see the zombies, that they're not there, I love, but they can just stand up and they're suddenly there, yeah. invisible. I, I, and, I love that 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 sort of Hollywood reveal. Yeah. <laughs> Bill grabs the the acid uh, juices that he needs to combine, and he runs upstairs. But the door is stuck, and he has to kick it open, and he just closes it in the zombies' faces. Um, but this is where. Uh, oh, this is the part where he reaches for a set of keys. Like, he's reaching, like, really hard. He has to reach the keys. Right. He grabs him and locks the door behind him. But what's funny is that they're, like, hanging by a tool bench, which have a ton of great weapons that he could have used. Yep, yep. But he, then he he finds a case, and inside this case is a very unusual thing. Yeah, it's like a defibrillator, right? It's a defibrillator. Yeah. Or at least it's it's a funny-looking defibrillator, but then again, it's maybe – I've only seen them in the past decade, so maybe that's what they looked like in 1997. Maybe. Uh, and so he decides to use this defibrillator as a weapon, and it's actually pretty effective. I, one, uh, of, one of my favorite sort of, yeah, yeah, I guess favorite's not the right term, but, you know, like a gag that I really kind of get a kick out of is whenever somebody's using a weapon that needs to be plugged in, you know, like whether it be like a chainsaw or like a sure. lawnmower or whatever, you know, and, uh, and, and you, because the second they plug it in, you know at some point they're not going to be able to use it anymore or like when they really need it it's going to unplug remember the part in things where they use the uh the plugged in electric <laughs> drill for like 3 seconds before he runs out of cord but that's exactly what happens here he like he, he actually electrifies one zombie and it flies across the room yeah. but as he's running upstairs he runs out of cord um and he actually uh runs into zombie version of Willie as he's doing that Willie and we get a POV shot of the paddles shocking Willie. Um, and so he shocks a couple more of them. He runs upstairs, runs out of cord, and he opens the bag and uh, takes out the chemicals and then just tosses the defibrillator down the stairs. And this is where we discover that the zombies are not as stupid as maybe we thought. Right. Though the first thing that happens is a zombie picks up the defibrillator and shocks himself in the head with it and likes it. So maybe they are pretty stupid all the same. Isn't that the zombie Mike? That is, I think, maybe Zombie Mike. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest with you, Mo. There was a big chunk of this movie where I didn't realize the like Zombie Willie and Zombie Mike were within the zombies, and I didn't identify them properly. Uh, <laughs> at this point, I think Mike is wearing a hat, like a baseball cap, and that's how we're supposed to identify him. But I didn't really care very. No, much. no, that happens uh, when they order the pizza. So that, that oh, that's right. Yeah, that happens like which happens right, like right, right after this scene. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Bill makes it back upstairs with the other two. But has, as I mentioned, the zombies are not as stupid as they thought. And that cuts to a, then a scene of the zombies playing cards. <laughs> and, like, they're playing cards. And smoking uh, and drinking. And smoking and drinking. I mean, honestly, the zombies in this movie are the gremlins from Gremlins 2. Kind of. Uh, where it's just, it doesn't, like, they can do anything that's amusing to watch, and right. that's fine. Yeah. Like, one is one has got the cards in front of him, and he just vomits green stuff all over the cards. <laughs> And then one picks up the phone, and this happens. Hey, 
It's a lot more zombie noises than I expected. That's, this is a long clip. <laughs> <laughs> it culminated properly yeah so that's a guy that's a zombie picking up a phone and ordering a pepperoni pizza i don't know how he let the guy on the phone know where their apartment was or any of that stuff but it doesn't matter because the pizza guy arrives immediately and knocks on the door they open it grab the pizza and then they cut his hand off they pull him inside and then just start stabbing him and blood goes everywhere um, and uh, then uh, Mike puts on the guy's hat. Yes. And that's how we're going to identify him for the rest of the movie. Yeah, so I, I thought that was actually really clever. I like the fact that they gave uh, Mike the hat because it, it helped. I mean, because Willie's a little more identifiable. He's got the beard, you know. Right. Um, But, like, Mike, he sort of, like, blends in a lot. So like, Especially with, with the makeup, like, the zombie makeup. Right. So many of them are very similar. Exactly. So, like, giving him the hat, you know, and especially since he's... Um, and we later find out actually kind of an important, you know, character as far as the zombies are concerned. Sure. Um, you know, being able to identify him like as a good, that was clever, you know? So then Mike looks at the camera and says this. Oh, oh, look at those Amazons. Oh, they're so beautiful. Oh, I love them. (laughs) (laughs) They're big kazoobies. No, of course that, that isn't. Mike can't talk. He's a zombie. But our our, our group, They're who now have all the equipment that they need to make acid, they start making acid. But they uh, it creates like this foam that the, uh, upstairs. And they need to make it in large quantities. Um, and this leads to one of the dumbest gags in the entire movie. <laughs> While they're working on making this acid, Max opens up the door to look out into the house just to see if there's any zombies around. And he sees a computer mouse on the I love that he's such a nerd that, like, the idea that there's, like, just this errant computer mouse, you know, out in the hallway is enough to get him to leave the room. (laughs) So he tries to reach out to it, but it is literally, it's a trap that has been set by the zombies, who, again, are much smarter than they thought originally. Uh, And uh, they grab him and he vanishes. So Bill and John decide to go looking for him. um, And then... (laughs) They the first thing that they encounter is a zombie uh, asleep on a bed. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it wakes up. John says, "Sweet, Sweet dreams,", dreams. <laughs> and hits it in the face. So I guess punches do sometimes work. <laughs> Not very consistent in terms of the punching and its effect on the zombies. Yeah, I actually uh, I grabbed a uh, screenshot of this, like the sweet dreams, because it just it like I love that he's like trying to do like the John McClane fucking one liner shit. It's I love it. It's great. Um. And so we actually then go outside because the zombies have drug Max outside. He's laying on the ground on the grass. He's surrounded by zombies. And this is one of those gross moments we talked about earlier. Yeah, this is pretty fucking gross. They rip his shirt off. That's not the gross moment necessarily. But then they start drooling all over his pants and up his body, this like weird white spittle. And then they open his mouth and start like spitting yellow shit up his chest and then into his mouth. Yeah. They vomit I, like a ton of it. If I, it was gone. I really, I had like it. It takes a lot for me to have to like turn away, but I, I really had to turn away during this because like, I, just oh, gross. Yeah, this makes you sick. But what's happening to your country right now? <laughs> so John and Bill have armed themselves. I love the setup that they give to John. Like, with the two giant syringes attached to tubes on, you know, that are attached to a giant tank on his 
butt, I guess. Yeah, he gets the two needles like that. Bill has almost like a, a, a gun belt across his chest. Yeah, he's got like a bandolier with... Uh, That's with... right, with tons of, of needles across it. It's cool. How come the acid doesn't melt the needles? It really should melt the, <laughs> uh, the, you know, the plastic syringes they're using. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> they go downstairs and they're ready to fight. They encounter two zombies and they inject them with the acid and it does seem to kill them, which makes John and Bill very, very happy. But then they spring up and attack again, but then they fall down again. So I right. guess. So then zombies start attacking from all directions. <laughs> so they're injecting a bunch of them. Um, there's one that uh, spits like mercury looking stuff right in Bill's face. Um, John decides he's going to fight him one on one. And this is probably the other dumbest part of the movie that I really loved. Oh, the where, the wrestling match? So what happens is, <laughs> John is like, let's fight one-on-one to one of the zombies. Another zombie grabs a bell so that they can have a wrestling match. And he rings the bell. And they have a wrestling match while some really silly music plays. And the zombie almost pins him at one point as well. It's, <laughs> it's so fucking goofy. And then John puts him in a submission maneuver and stabs him with the needle. Yeah. As you do. This is not a very serious movie, Mo. No, no. And that's why I fucking liked it. Uh, Bill finds some severed body parts on the floor and the Tony's pizza box. And he seems really oddly upset about the fact that they ordered a pizza and killed the pizza guy. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I thought this was a great gag, too. Uh, Like, he opens up the pizza box and, like, there's the pizza guy's face, like, in the box. I thought that was great. Yeah, not a head, just a face. Just a face. Just a face. (laughs) So John then, he fills up his needles, and he's still being attacked by zombies, and he encounters Willie. Um, He he, he says, Willie, you look disgusting. Take a look at yourself. I'll have to get a new manager. Yeah. And then he crushes his head. He crushes his head, and they do it the great way of him grabbing both sides of his head and pushing, and then you get a great cracking noise as his skull just uh, breaks. It's... It's very, um, what's the term? Satisfying. Very satisfying. Yeah. And he even gets a um, a cool wit um, one-liner. And he says that cowboys never get old-fashioned. <laughs> Groucho Marx. Gauch- oh, Gaucho Marx. Gaucho Marx. Ruining your own joke. Fuck you. <laughs> so then three color-coded zombies start I in. love the multicolored kung fu zombies. I love so, this. So they come in... <laughs> One's red, one's green, one's yellow. They start doing kung fu moves, uh, or maybe Mighty Morphin Power Ranger moves. Yeah, I was going to say, this is clearly supposed to be a Power Rangers thing. It's And pretty, uh, Bill takes out uh, some needles. He throws them at them one at a time. Uh, the last one he throws, it goes like close up as it sails through the air. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he kills them all with needles. It's very silly. <laughs> yeah, well, Zombie- here's the thing, like... I mean, it does, uh, you know what? I'm not going to try to talk sense about this movie. Nothing. Please do. Movie. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> no, I'm saying because he throws the needles at it, but like it, he didn't press down the, you know, the plunger. So like he just, they have needles in them, sure, but they're not. You know, they they have don't have acid in them. All right, you're but, right. We will uh, email the director. Yeah, of this I'm movie. gonna. I'm dear sir. When if, when if, you if had I, when you had Bill throw those needles at you know whatever. If one of the listeners of No Budget Nightmares uh, speaks fluent Spanish, perhaps they can help translate our <laughs> complainy email before oh, we send it over. Hola, senor. You know. Don Anyway, so zombies <laughs> are still filling up the place. Uh, and in fact, John grabs a couple of them and does a classic wrestling noggin knocker. 
and he does it again and again until their skulls are properly cracked. But there's and he a, pushes but, one. But there's yeah. a great there's a great moment in there where he's got both of their heads and one kind of like jumps in between them and he just yells at him and he, <laughs> and he goes back. <laughs> and he pushes one up against the window and he kneels him and they spit white goop all over the window. Yes. So John then goes outside. Uh, while he's doing that, Bill gets surrounded by zombies. One of them has a hockey helmet on. Uh, yeah. That'll give that zombie hockey hair. Oh, Jesus. Uh, they, uh, so they, the zombies actually end up losing Bill. They can't find him. And he, uh, and they start looking for him. Bill ends up knocking the guy. Oops. <laughs> sorry. Bill ends up knocking. <laughs> fuck me. Uh, Bill ends up knocking the helmet guy over with a rolling pin. Uh, and he, like, blood pours down his head. And he steals the helmet. No, wait. No, it's not Bill. It's we not don't Bill. know who's doing it. That's right. Yeah. At this point, I thought it was Bill. But we find out later that it wasn't Bill who did this. Right, because we actually failed to mention one thing earlier. That well, it's, it is kind of important. So when uh, Max was outside and the guy was like vomiting into his mouth, the, that scene ends with the, the zombies taking a running lawnmower and basically just approaching the camera with it. We're supposed to think that they attacked him with the lawnmower. Right. And they did attack him with the lawnmower, but he didn't die. He didn't die. Or Instead, did he? Or did he? But I think maybe we've given the impression that he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> So Bill does get outside. Uh, there are zombies uh, on all sides of him. I have written down here one with a flower. I can't remember what this what that context is. Oh, um, here. Well, because remember at the beginning of the movie, uh, Bill is like preening a plant. So, right, that's right. You know, to establish that Bill is a plant lover. So the zombie with the flower. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> the zombie with the flower uh, walks up to Bill, drops it, and then steps on it. Oh, I see. And, and that because and Bill that, loves plants. Yeah, and that pisses off Bill, so he breaks out these um like garden shears. Yeah, these garden shears, these little uh like the handheld ones, not the yeah. big, you know, choppy choppy. Exactly. Ones. And this is actually one of my favorite jokes in the entire film. Is he it, like cause he cause he's in this tight little alleyway and he's got zombies uh-huh. coming at him from both directions. That's right. So what the one with the flower uh, drops it and steps on it, and he breaks out those garden shears, and you can see the one in the back, the other zombie <laughs> behind him, see the garden shears and get scared and turn around and start <laughs> walking right. the other direction. <laughs> and then Bill uh, prunes the zombie by cutting his ears off. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I'm, I'm, and then this zombie that was... Scared and tried to escape. He's just walking <laughs> back and forth, confused. Oh, uh, yeah, because he can't get out of there because the the door is it's locked. A small alleyway. Yeah. So this is this takes some explanation. Then, so built into the side of the building that they're next to is like a vent with a fan in it. Yeah, it's in the kitchen over the stove. You know, just a for smoke and whatever. Right. So Bill uh, motions for the zombie to come closer. He grabs the zombie's hand and forces it into the vent and then ter- reaches in and turns on the fl- fan. And uh, all the zombie, I mean, he gets his hand all sliced up and all the blood just drips into a bowl. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, and you know what else is gross? What happens next? A zombie walks into the room and drinks the blood. And that's what this sounds like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of gross zombie noises here. It's actually just one guy making gross noises. Yeah. <laughs> so, like doing a podcast with Mo Porn over here. Funny. <laughs> now it's really like it. <laughs> so he drinks a bunch of blood and and uh, burps because comedy. 
It, it was funny. Works for me. So John goes to the roof. Uh, and, and as he and just to think, we only have one sound clip left. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're halfway through the movie almost. John goes up to the roof, uh, and the door closes behind him. And then the uh, the song "Baby Elephant Walk" plays for a moment as a zombie juggles in front of him. Dancing Homer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I love the, I love the fact that the zombie's juggling brains. He's juggling brains, and I think that they are using actual. Uh, animal brains in the sea. Yeah, it certainly seems like it. So, um, John is distracted by the zombie juggling brains, as you would be, and some other zombies come over and take his needles away from him and threaten him. See, these zombies are smart. So then one snaps their fingers, and out comes Nancy. Now, if you don't know who Nancy is, you weren't paying very close attention earlier when we said who Nancy was. Yeah. Nancy is the girlfriend that both uh, Mike and Willie... We're dating simultaneously. And I love, I, and I believe Mike is the one who is juggling the brains. Oh, yeah, maybe he is. I don't um, know. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think he is. And I, lo- I love the, I, John's reaction to seeing Nancy is fucking great. He goes, he goes oh, no, Nancy, not you, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then she goes over and makes out with the zombie, which I guess would have been Mike, right? Yeah. Uh, and then Mike takes the brain that he was juggling, one of them, and, just, and he rubs it in John's face. Yeah, and John just spits it back at him. He spits on the lens of the camera that's filming this goddamn thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then he gets slapped for his uh, his efforts. Uh, then we go back to Bill for a second, who's looking around outside, and two zombies approach with knives, which you don't usually see zombies uh, wielding knives. Yeah, I mean they don't need them. But Bill finds something that trumps knives. Yeah, I Trump I, like that guy is destroying your country down there. I, oh Jesus Christ, man! This this episode is getting a little too political. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, like I like uh, like I love the fact that he later this 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 item later gets referred to as a chainsaw when it's clearly not a fucking chainsaw. It's just a gas powered hedge trimmer. It's a gas powered hedge trimmer, but for the purpose of the rest of this episode of No Budget Nightmares, I'm going to call it a chainsaw. Yeah, it's a fucking chainsaw. It works similarly to a chainsaw, and in fact, it's a lot more unique than a chainsaw in yeah, one of these movies. Absolutely. But he finds one, and the zombies just start walking away when he rips it up, which is pretty great. That's, that's great. It's, it's a lot of fun little gags like that. So Bill encounters Mike, mm. but Mike doesn't look like Mike the zombie. He looks like Mike the human being. Yeah, and we find out that, that the accident that Bill had, actually, Mike was the one who got hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We the, we remember at the very beginning we say that the reason that Bill isn't a doctor anymore is that he left medical school after an accident. Right. And it, the accident, I guess, involved Mike in some way. And which they I never get, establish earlier in the film. Yeah. They just say that he had an accident. Whatever. So Mike is like basically trying to make Bill feel very guilty in human form, but then he turns into a zombie again. So I guess they can switch back and forth like the Evil Dead can. Yeah. Why not? Why that doesn't matter. So zombies grab uh, Bill and uh, Mike approaches them. And then John is brought in as well because they've captured him from up on the roof. Mm -hmm. They take Bill's needle and they're about to kill him when someone arrives. Who is it, Mo? Max. Miracle Max. Miracle Max. I love – have fun storming the castle. Um, I love that Max shows up and like he's got this just – like his brain is exposed, you know, like he just has this like open head wound. He has a giant open head head wound. And he uh and he pops the the fucking hockey helmet on 
and uh, and just goes in for the attack. Like Max in like from here through the end of the film, Max is just so much fun to watch. I mean, from this point on, he's basically Derek from the end of Bad Taste. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And De- and we all know that Derek's don't run. That's right. Yeah. And Max doesn't run. He comes in, he starts kicking ass, and yeah. it becomes a giant brawl, including uh, a zombie wearing a Superman shirt. <laughs> Versus Max, who is wielding a branch, and uh, Max stabs him through the neck with the branch. Yeah. Oh, the, the, oh my God. Yes. Yes. This part is so crazy. This scene made me laugh so. I was because I, I watched this at work. I didn't think I'd be able to watch this at work because normally, you know, subtitled stuff at, at my job just doesn't sure. really work. But uh, I broke out, and I had a really busy day last night, so there was a lot of people in the shop, and I sure. broke out into laughing when this scene happened. Like, everybody, like, who was in the store just, like, stopped and looked at me. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Sorry, everybody. You know? so, so explain to us what yeah. happened. So, so yeah. So Max stabs the guy with a stick through the neck, you know. And then one of the other zombies comes and pulls the stick out. And then, like, cradles him in his arms and just screams. It's like, yeah. Oh! yeah. <laughs> so then that zombie gets up and is immediately clotheslined by Bill. <laughs> who breaks his arm. And then the zombie's like flailing and just move, swinging around this broken arm. Oh my arm. god! So then a zombie wearing a blonde wig picks up a butcher's knife. Yeah. Uh, and Max uh, grabs the butcher's knife out of its hand and slits the zombie's throat. We should also explain that basically from this point on to the end of the film, it's just gag after gag after yeah, gag. It's gonna it's gonna sound like like there's nothing connecting them together. Yeah. That's because there isn't really. There, there isn't. It's just it's just gag gag gag. So yeah, yeah. Bill breaks the arm, sli- uh, flails around. Uh, Max slices one of their throats. John um, does like the Yokozuna dropping his ass on his. Yeah, zombie. sits on one of their faces. It's pretty <laughs> pretty funny. Um, oh, this next bit where oh, Bill. This is so good. So Bill is like punching a zombie into some foliage. Yeah, <laughs> foliage. And then one uh, one approaches and it's wearing fake vampire teeth. <laughs> yeah, and he accidentally swallows them. So what happens is, is Bill actually kicks him in the balls, and that would, that's what makes him swallow. Them. Right, right, right. And then the, the zombie looks very distraught and confused. So, so, Bill, so Bill decides to do him a solid and get the teeth back by punching him into the gut, like literally into the gut, sure. and pulling them back out. This this effect is really cool. Yeah, it's really well done. Yeah, it, it's also like the 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 speed in which things ramp up here is so crazy yeah 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 <laughs> as soon as the, as soon as max arrives it's like we're going to be as, as all the shit that we've been holding out for like the climax of the movie it's happening yeah now. we're going to do this now um and see and then immediately after the uh, the the vampire teeth gag there's another i mean like it's it's an old gag but still it works it's funny so uh max who now has a knife uh, is just stabbing the shit out of one of the zombies while making crazy monkey noises. <laughs> yes. And uh, and the zombie gets back up afterwards, and for some reason, one of them hands him a glass of water, and he takes <laughs> a drink, and it does that gag where like all the water starts spraying out of the out of the uh, the, the fresh wounds. I watched uh, Gremlins two just a couple nights ago. Right. This exact gag is in that movie. Yeah, yeah. That's just a reference to an old Looney Tunes cartoon, too, Absol- right? Absolutely, yeah. So, um, John then pulls a zombie off of a tree and gives him a backbreaker. Yep. Like a classic wrestling backbreaker. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, so, but, by the way... Like, literally snaps him in half, though. So, 
there's no, this isn't helping their cause. Like, the zombies still seem to be as endless as they were at the beginning. <laughs> so they all back into each other. So it's Bill, uh, Bill is backing into Max, John joins them. So there's like, all three of them are back to back. And then they say that they have to end this now. And that's what this sounds like. ¿Qué te ocurrido? Es una larga historia. Tenemos que acabar con esto rápido. ¡Sí! ¡No! Now, when he said rapido, I think that means, like, fast, as in, like, they have to end this now, yes. fast. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, they, so at this point, they go just, just full out, and they're just, yeah, ta- they're just taking zombies out left and right. Um, Zombie gets his tongue cut off. Yeah, and just constant, just back to back, and, like, the effects in this are all, like, just cool and fun, and, like, and I love the fact that they don't linger on anything for too long. It's just, it's just, bam, this happens, bam, that happens, you know, just, like, back to back. And then John hears the noise. John hears the noise. Uh, I should. I want to reiterate here, by the way, that you can watch this movie for free on YouTube. And not uh, not only can you, you should. You should. And you I'll really link it, should. I'll link it in the show notes, and you can find it uh, over on our Facebook group as well. Yeah, There's yeah, no re- absolutely. No, re- or just do a search for Plaga Zombie on YouTube, yeah. and you will be able to watch it. So, so tell me about this sound. He hears a weird sound. Well, he hears the sound that Mike heard at the beginning That's of right. the film. The uh, the the loud sort of screeching, you know, noise. And uh, so he kind of goes off. Right. Uh, and then Max and Bill, they're still fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. w- while they're fighting, Mike actually arrives once again and comes towards them. Bill ends up pushing Mike to the ground, but Max uh, moves Bill aside. And because he wants to get um, revenge for all the vomiting into his mouth earlier. Yeah. So Max hovers over his face and sticks his own fingers down his throat and vomits all over him. It's pretty gross. And Mike is is actually revolted by that, even though he is a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Mike then sits up, grabs a needle from Bill, and stabs Max, who spits up a bunch of red goo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bill revs up that chainsaw, <laughs> and he just goes nuts. He starts ch- uh, chopping up everybody. Uh, and green stuff goes everywhere, uh, and then he tosses the chainsaw to the ground. Um, and now, we get that we get like a wide shot of like yes, just, uh, just a pile of zombies just writhing. It's pretty yeah, just all these like it's great. a whole kind of yard full of zombies right. and zombie pieces covering it. Uh, it's that yeah, it's actually really impressive. Probably the most impressive single shot of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's very like um, uh. It's dead alive, dead, dead, yeah, yeah, dead alive. Uh, like the lawnmower scene, you know, when he's like, exactly when he's done, just they're all just now. That scene from Dead Alive, aka Brain Dead, yeah. is more impressive because oh, yeah. it really well, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one is equally impressive in the sense that they are doing it with no money at all, <laughs> no fucking money at all, yeah. It's, you know, and I mean, I think we mentioned at the last of the end of the most recent episode, this movie was apparently made for like literally. Zero dollars. They were just making it with what they had available. Hey, good for them. Yeah. Why don't? Why can't you do that, listeners? <laughs> so, Bill turns around and John is there, but he's in sort of zombie form now. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's he's like all fucked up, and uh, John falls on the ground, and Max reaches and checks his pulse, and it gets slower and slower, and then stops. Yeah, and Max. Uh, I'm sorry, and John. When John shows back up again. You know, he's not quite zombie yet. Right, right, right. At this uh, point, he's just, like, all fucked up, but yeah. he's dying. And, he, and he's going on about how Max was right. Yes. You know, which, of course, he doesn't say about the aliens, but we, we as the audience can safely assume that that's what he means. 
Also because we saw an alien earlier. Plus we saw aliens. Yeah. So Bill starts to walk away, but then Zombie John is suddenly behind him. He's got like orange makeup. So I very love easy to the look of Zombie John. It's pretty great. It is just kind of covering the front of his face, but who cares? Yeah, whatever. I watched a movie a couple days ago with Eric Roberts in it. Of course you it's, did. Co- it's called The Dead Want Women. And th- there are zombies in that. Uh, and it's awful, by the way. Charles Band directed it. It's fucking terrible. But th- the zombies in it, there's only three of them. And they only have like makeup just on the very front of their face. And the rest of their bodies are completely normal. And in that movie, that annoyed me. But here, I'm very fine with it. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so he picks up, John picks up Bill off the ground and throws him. And Bill discovers that he's out of needles. Yeah, and there's a, yeah, yeah. So he, uh, um, yeah, he's all out of acid, and so he decides to start attempting to physically attack uh, John, which is a bad idea because we've, very bad. we've learned that John is very tough. And there are some really great moments in this. Like, there's a point where he jump kicks him, yep. and it just does nothing. Uh-huh. You know, which is like such a classic, like, wrestling move, you know, like where you jump kick the guy and he just stands there. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Um. So... They're, the, they're fighting, and Bill is obviously getting the worst of it. He tries to take the shares from earlier, uh, and starts, he's like crawling through some corpses, but you know, it looks like the end is near. But then suddenly, John gets shot in the arm. Yep. And then he gets shot again, and then we get a very oddly animated head explosion. Hey, it works. It works. It's fine, but it looks strange it in is the context little, of the It movie. is a little strange, yeah. And then you're probably wondering, listener, what. Gunshots? What yeah. is this? What is this? Who, well, th- who the fuck has guns? Well, a bunch of guys approach. Uh, first, uh, with guns and wearing like hazmat suits and breathing masks, and uh, then we see a guy in a uh, dark suit, uh, X Files style, literally who follows them in. Yeah, I mean, very obviously. Yeah, uh, especially considering this movie came out when X Files was still on television. Yeah, and and I mean, hey, we- I guess it is now. By the way, so I, <laughs> everything old is new again. And we uh, and we do find we do find out like it's funny how we find out through their dialogue that one of them is named Fox. Fox, get it? Yeah. Um, and in the credits, we find out that the other one's name was Dana. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so the scientists are, like, picking up samples from a lawn, uh, a white-coated, uh, guys in white coats, they grab Bill, um, uh, and the, um, did we establish, by the way, that Max got killed? Yeah, we saw, we said that he got stabbed yep. by, yeah, so he's dead. <laughs> so, don't worry about that. They put Bill in the back of a truck, and the driver takes out a cassette tape and starts playing it. It's just rock music. Just generic rock music. Then the driver looks back at Bill and it's an alien. Oh no, it's aliens. <laughs> uh, so then the car pulls away. Uh, we get a nice wide shot of a bunch of guys in suits and scientists, uh, and they're like uh, killing the zombies that might be still alive. And I I love the fact that the uh, that the plate on the car just says FBI. Yes, you know because like like where is this movie supposed to be taking place? Well, I I imagine the United States of America. Yeah, I was gonna say it mu- it, this. I guess so. I guess it must be somewhere in America. With the number of foreigners that are coming in, immigrants that are coming into your country, <laughs> stealing jobs and whatnot. Yeah, some, and I guess. Somebody should really build a wall. So yeah, that's right. A wall to keep out the potential Argentinian zombies. Uh, and Argentinian aliens. And after the car uh, drives off, it cuts to the credits. This movie is over, brah, or, or is, is it? it? So we do get some credits first. We see that there are a lot of names listed as zombies, and good on them. <laughs> yeah. And then it actually goes back to the movie and says, five years later. 
and we see a guy sitting at a typewriter. Who is this guy, Mo? It's Bill. It's Bill. Though I did not notice that at first because his hair is a lot longer and he looks a little different. Um, and then th- he's just sitting there on a typewriter and suddenly the blinds, he's like in a room, like a small room with uh, window blinds on the windows in it. Then the blinds all fly open and the music gets really weird. He pulls off his shirt and he shows that he has like the bandolier with needles. The music he- doesn't get weird. It's the noise. Oh, right. The buzzer. <laughs> well, <laughs> I did not write that in my notes. But anyway, he pulls off his shirt and it's cu- and uh, and he's got the bandolier of needles and then he smiles at the camera and that's it. Yep. That's how it ends. Because it's setting up a sequel, which did happen. Yeah. I mean, like six years later, but yeah. Then we get a the rest of the credits. And is there anything of note in these credits, Mo? If there are, I didn't notice it. I Well, know. let me tell you three like, interesting at, things. Let, let's put it this way. The fact that I saw the five years later thing is surprising. Because normally once those credits start, I'm fucking done. <laughs> well, there are three interesting things about the credits that I will now tell you about. Please. One is that one of the songs on the soundtrack is called Jerk Me Off. <laughs> so that's pretty terrific <coughs> wow uh, in the thank yous uh, two people of note are thanked one of them is Sam Raimi and the other is Chuck Russell and I'm guessing that's the Chuck Russell who directed uh, the Blob remake and uh, Jim Carrey's The Mask and other genre favorites I think he directed uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4 as well mm. oh the best of the Nightmare on Elm Street films and then at the very end they mention that they used a clip or a sound clip from Star Trek 2 The Wrath of Khan yep but they spell it uh, W-A-R-T-H, so it's the Warth of Khan. Hey, it's Star Trek. That works. Works for me. Yeah. Warth Drive. Uh, and it does <laughs> mention at the very end that this is a remastered version of the movie from 2005. So that's when this version of the movie... Honestly, I don't think you're probably going to easily find a version of this movie at this point, um, except for the 2005 version. And it's certainly, if you're going to watch the one on YouTube, that's the one you're going to see. Yeah, and, and it's... Probably a safe assumption to you know that that five years later stuff hap you know got added on later. I, I think that's a safe assumption, yeah. and if anyone listening can confirm that to us, please let us know uh, either via email or if you want to hop over to the Facebook group. There's a million ways. Just tell us on Twitter. There's lots of ways to contact Mo and myself. Yeah, and that's the end of Plaga Zombie. Mo, are you interested in checking out Plaga Zombie two and three? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm me too. Actually, I've been. Uh, I once. Um, I heard about this movie. It must have been five or six years ago, and I had always been meaning to watch it. I'm glad we finally had an opportunity, and it really did live up to expectations. Uh, in fact, it exceeded them in a lot of ways, especially this first one, which really, you know, it has that kind of uh, echo or note of friends fucking around and yeah. trying to make a movie, but it's so much better than usually than what you usually get out of that sort of exactly. thing. Exactly. It really does kind of put a big yellow or red or orange stamp <laughs> on, the, on the fact that when we don't get movies this good um, out of people fucking around, that it's because either they're not putting enough effort in or they don't have enough inspiration or they don't have enough talent. Because if the, these guys can put this together, then you can put this together. Yeah. And in fact, you actually have – I'm talking to you, the listener, not you directly, Mo. Uh, if you're listening to this, you actually have more um, – options and um, more technology available to you than this person did to make a better looking version of what we watched here. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it, man. You can have, just like in rock, paper, scissors, you can have gunshots that look as real as if someone had a a gun with blanks in it. Yeah, just like rock, paper, scissors. Just like it. (laughs) Weren't you you the one in charge of the... uh, Why don't you shut up, Mo? (laughs) 
technology. Hey, it was 2006 or seven or no, something. No excuse. Think about how far we've come since then. It's true. Compositing and whatnot. That's the end of the movie, Mo. But I'll tell you what. I uh, I do recommend Plaga Zombie very highly to listeners. So at this point, I think you probably figured that out. But believe it or not, listeners, Mo and I have discussed what the next movie covered on No Budget Nightmares is going to be. Yeah, we are yeah we didn't decide to wait until the end of the episode to discuss this. No, we're getting really good at this. And yeah. in fact, uh, I'm really excited about what that movie is going to be. We've decided to go back to a low-budget classic here on No Budget Nightmares. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, we've decided to revisit a favorite director of the podcast, someone we featured on this podcast, I believe, twice before. Once in a segment in High Eight, mm-hmm. and once when we featured his film Truth or Dare. This is one Mr. Tim Ritter, and on the next episode of No Budget Nightmares, we're going to discuss 1987's Killing Spree. That's going to be fun. Killing Spree. So get yourself a copy of Killing Spree right now. I'm sure we'll find a link over on uh, the, the Facebook group. Get yourself a copy. Get all caught up. And we're going to discuss Killing Spree at length on the next episode of No Budget Nightmares. Mo, if people want to find out more about No Budget Nightmares, what's the best way for them to do so? Oh, they can pop right over onto Facebook, do a search for No Budget Nightmares, or just go right to www.facebook.com slash groups slash No Budget Nightmares. You probably don't even need to say the www. I know. I don't know why I said that. I <laughs> uh, and like, of course you can. You know what? All this 1997 talk, you know, just, <laughs> I, re- I really felt like adding the www. You can also, of course, go over to NoBudgetPodcast.com, check out old episodes, subscribe via iTunes. You can leave us a review. You can also help donate to the show via Patreon, or you can subscribe via uh, all other ways. There's actually Google Play has a music store now for podcasts. If you want to, uh, to subscribe, there's even the RSS feed there as well. Mo, if they want to find you on Twitter, you can do that at DrunkOnVHS. Is that right? Yeah, they can go right to HTTP colon backslash backslash. <laughs> Yeah, so or do a search for Drunk on VHS over on Twitter. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Tilly. That's T-I-L-L-E-Y. Y. And I also want to give a quick shout out to friend of the show, uh, John Cross, who recently relaunched his After Movie Diner set. Yeah, it looks great. It looks fucking great. It really and does. And has a new contributor, a written contributor to the site, which is one Mo Porn. He's writing for the After Movie Diner. It's true. It's true. It's true. As another pro wrestler once said. <laughs> Um, and but I, and if you that isn't a good enough reason to go over to the After Movie Diner site right now, uh, John has a interview with Michael Moriarty on the site. Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, I guess John posted a, a screenshot of his Twitter feed uh, from uh, yep from earlier. I, I don't know if it was today or yesterday. Uh, it doesn't really matter if you guys are listening to this, but um, <laughs> you know he, uh, he he of Michael Moriarty like sort of like live. Live tweeting, Critiquing. yeah. You know, uh, as he was listening to uh, to John's uh, podcast on the stuff. Look, if you, I'm sure if you're a listener to the show, you know who Michael Moriarty is. We're talking yeah, about the Law yeah. and Orders, Michael Moriarty, the guy who was in all those Larry Cohen movies. Well, I was going to say, and me and you have uh, have a particular history with him as well because we did uh, with with John Cross as a matter Cue of the fact, Wing Serpent. Yeah, we did Cue the Wing Serpent on Drunken VHS. 
And so, the, honestly, Michael Moriarty is a very difficult person to nail down for an interview because, yeah. frankly, he's a bit controversial. In fact, he's incredibly controversial mm. over the last decade or so, and that's why you don't see him in a lot of stuff. He moved to Canada. He moved to actually Nova Scotia, Canada for a few years and then moved to BC for a while. Uh, I was blown away that he got that interview. And he was actually responding to people on John's Facebook page. Like, when they would make comments, he was r- responding individually. It was Mental is what it was, actually. It's, it was really crazy. Pretty cool. Pretty fucking so, cool. So if you're a fan of Michael Moriarty, please check out that. Or if you want to check out uh, uh, Mo's writing, you'll be finding it over on AfterMovieDiner.com. Yeah, I've done one review so far. Um, we'll see if I do another. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I did the uh, uh, 2016 modern western Outlaws and Angels. And I watched an Eric Roberts movie called Cowboys vs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> So I guess we're all enjoying ourselves. <laughs> uh, Mo, uh, have you seen any interesting movies that aren't that Outlaws Angels one? That well, you know, mentioned? the irony is that I actually watched that and wrote up my review for it before we recorded the uh, most w- recent episode. Yeah, no, yeah, before we did the WNUF uh, Halloween special, um, and since then, because you know, I've been keeping track of the movies I watch. I guess I've been in in, in a bit of a uh, of a of a TV. Uh, run right now um so the only movie i've watched between our last episode and this episode is i watched the wolf of wall street oh uh, which was the first time i've seen it i oh, interesting. I, I hadn't seen it before i really enjoyed it yeah, uh, I, I, I thought the first like half hour was a little slow but once it starts to really pick up and all the real insanity starts i'm like wow this is really just a lot that, of that scene where he's trying to crawl into the car is so fucking great it's so good it's so good did you Mo, I have to ask this. Have you yet watched Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah. I I binged it all in one day. Um, Did you like it? I... I uh, You know who you're talking to, right? You know... Mo Porn! Yeah. uh, D&D aficionado, fan of all things nerd. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, that that movie was... um, I'm sorry, that TV show was fucking, like, tailor-made for me. That's the thing. For I mean, again, I know some people who actually kind of rebelled against the idea that it's a little too tailor-made for them. But let's face it. When are you going to get another show that combines Steven Spielberg, Stephen King, and John Carpenter in right. such a, a mix like this? And also happens to be really entertaining. Look, if you're listening to this, you're probably going to enjoy Stranger Things from one degree or another. Even yeah. if it's just the fucking soundtrack, which is great. The soundtrack is really fantastic. I thought the finale fell a little flat. But because um, I think I kind of wish it didn't set up an, a second season. Yeah, that that was, that was my biggest problem is they spent too much time setting up for a second season. Like they should they could have just as easily just had a fully self-contained season and they could still do a second season. You know, like it, you don't you don't need to set up for it. Just tell a story. And if a second season comes, it comes. But that being said, I mean, that's like a 15 minute complaint over, you know, an eight hours of uh, of television that yeah. was that was just phenomenal so yeah no i was i was totally cool with it i'm uh, i'm going to be appearing on the podcast under the stairs and we're going to be discussing creep show one and two so uh in the last 24 hours i've watched both of those movies wow mo mo out of creep show one and two what is your favorite segment do you remember offhand uh, it's been so long right yeah. do you remember any segment offhand not, that, from- not off the top of my head i don't know well, I mean, I'm sure our listeners uh, all have uh, those who are familiar with the series, which I'm guessing is all of you probably have a preference. <laughs> I do have to say, watching them back to back, it really does exemplify why 
Creepshow 2 is not a very good movie. It's just really bad, actually. It's not good. I know everyone... Like, well, there's this one, Mo, and this, this might uh, remind you of, of one of the segments. There's one called sure. The Raft, which is about these four like uh, teenagers, high school, student age, maybe a little bit older, uh, kids who uh, go onto this raft, and there's this kind of oil slick that's around the raft uh it's just kind of sitting in the middle of the water and it that that it can basically like suck off your skin and kill you uh so they're all oh, right, stuck right. on this yeah, really yeah. small raft and they have to try to not be killed by this thing and that's the one that people like in creepshot 2 and i'll have to tell you outside of the concept which is really good the actual segment is shit because the acting is fucking horrible <laughs> the the writing is i know stephen king wrote but it's really really bad actually i think george romero wrote it but it's really really bad and the soundtrack is Ridiculous. I don't know, man. I, I, this is my first time in a while seeing Creepshow 2. And when you watch them back to back, and I don't even really like Creepshow that much, Creepshow 2 is just really not that great. Spoiler alert for my episode of the podcast Under the Stairs. <laughs> but I also watched Stranger Things, and yes, I really liked it, just like yourself. Also because, you know, we both grew up in the 80s, Mo. We grew up and we, even if you don't necessarily love the Monster Squad and the Goonies now, those kind of movies with a bunch of precocious kids going on adventures and stuff, that's something that you just don't see. I actually liked Stranger Things more than Super 8, which was another attempt to capture that exactly the same sort of thing. With that, Mo. We've come to the end of another episode. Uh, we will be back in a couple weeks with Killing Spree from 1987. Please join us. Yes. Say goodnight, Mo. Good night, everybody. Good night, Mo. Skunky come. Sing this song, Skunky. Skunky. Come on, Skunky. <laughs>